I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips for sipping gin girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom. have a pop culture app for you this week yay, yay. i've missed them i've missed them because finally been missing them finally some celebs have been giving us some juice i know like celebs and iso are boring boring who wants to see them bopping around their big munchie i know did you see that guy um who does the like this is my impersonation of uh, like i think i shared one and he did this really aspirate impersonation he's like a tiktok person mm-hmm. he writes like he's a writer for tv so he's fucking gas and he did one it was like this is my impersonation of an actress helping us all through quarantine and he's like hey guys like it's just so important we all stay inside and Something that I find to be so healing for me is to go to a wing of my house that I don't usually go to, and you guys can all do this too, and just pretend you're having a vacation in a wing of your house, or (laughs) go to your film screening room or your movie theatre, whichever one you own, and... Watch one of your movies that you won an Oscar for. Oh it's like, my god! That is what it's like. So they're true. like, they're like, it's fun staying at home. It's like, yeah, when you live in a fifteen million dollar home in the Hollywood Hills with a yeah. pool and a maid and a chef and whoever the fuck knows what else. God knows. A nanny full time. I know, and they're like, all we're being asked to do in this pandemic is to stay. Home. It's like of course you're delighted Because you probably never get to spend any time at home You're yeah. always being flown around Like I'm sure it's stunning for celebrities Oh it's great for them They're like whoa I never knew I had this room Yeah like, <laughs> I forgot I bought this <laughs> <laughs> They're like playing their Van Halen first edition guitar yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try on all my Balmain dresses today <laughs> Just for fun That's all they're doing But they're probably not even closing themselves They have one of their maids Oh hell them up. yeah it's ridiculous. So they're so fucking boring. I mean, it's really shown the true boring celebrities, I do find. But finally, some juice has come out, which we're going to be talking about uh, after our little intro here. We're going to be talking about Lana Del Rey's letter. Do not worry. People have been asking us and we got our ear to the ground. Our ear to the gram. <laughs> ear to the gram. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're young, we're hip. We've got our ear There's to the gram. There's our RT show. Yes, ear to the gram. Ear to the gram. Oh my god. We've said it now, don't even try. I swear to God, we have thought up so many good shows. Yeah, we've saved our team. Wasn't that a show, Ear to the Ground? It is, yeah. Yeah, it is a show with your man who was like, hey, they're building a lovely house over here. Yeah, I, th- I don't know what it was. It was your man, that white-haired guy going around looking at, like, eco-friendly housing, wasn't was it? Was that what it was? Something like I that. I love him, little I simple know. cutie. He's so, I say he is just having the most divine little quark. Oh, I'd say he's like having a nice buttery bread and a bit of a ham and a... <laughs> 
and a pickle. Yes. And I'm watching. Although Leslie Jones, the only celebrity who's been really truly uh, iconic, isn't that his name? Oh, um, is it Jones? Leslie Jones? I think so. I think it is. He's been. Let me check. Giving the tea and giving some entertainment. So fair play. Leslie Jordan. 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 Fair the play. The cutest. Leslie na- for a name for a boy is stunning. Leslie, do you like that? Yeah, I, I love an effeminate name on a man. I do. It's a little lesbian. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I just always thought that. I'm going to call my kid. daughter gay and my son <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> After gay burn and Leslie before you get any idea wrong. Do not misgender my children or put their... Fucking, what's the word? <laughs> Sexual orientation? Orientation up for questioning. You they are both reggae there. <laughs> Sexual orientation. My, but my kids are named after prominent white-haired men. <laughs> <laughs> one who kept us entertained during our childhood and one who kept us entertained during choir. Yes, the two most important times in the fucking universe. <laughs> We're being random today. We are. <laughs> Didn't know this was in us. Let's calm down. Let's calm down and talk about normal people. Yes. Something that we are not <laughs> At all So Normal People The Show Obviously we did The book review We did The series Review Podcast And now since then the Shit has blown up For Holy Paul shit. Michelle And Daisy Edgar Jones Such a British name <laughs> Daisy Edgar Jones Really, really British. It's and Paul Mescal, beautiful name. Not Irish at all. Paul, mm. obviously. Mescal, isn't that like that tequila that makes you go a bit loopy with the worm in it? Mescal. Ew, there's a worm in it? Yeah. That's what makes you go loopy loop. Hold on. There, in every tequila, there's a worm. No, not in every tequila. Well, some, no, not everyone. The Mescal, I think it is. There's like a little maggot in it that makes you go a bit like, Woo! Oh my God. What, you drink the maggot? You don't drink it, no. You can. It's a delicacy. <laughs> Nadia okay. Daily Self the other day was like making her cocktail she is having a glam ass fucking quarrel as Fair well play. and she was like oh I just noticed this, the worm is in this bottle of tequila oh god she wasn't a fan I would not be a fan no way well, you are when you're chugging in those yeah well I, <laughs> not anymore you know me I get triggered over food if, now that I know there's worms in fucking tequila <laughs> I think I'm good now I will not be getting blackout drunk anymore yay yeah. yay nature is healing nature um, is healing so yeah, they have blown up. Oh my and god. We were just talking about the fact that obviously normal people, do you think it will be as successful as it was if it had come out not in choir? Um, I still think it would have been successful because Hulu always had it. You know that way. So like I think that was a big I didn't didn't know when it was being made. I knew it was gonna be BBC, but I didn't know they were doing it like in collaboration with Hulu and Hulu's huge in America and they get really good shows on it um but I don't think it would have been as like blow up because it probably would have like I'd, I'd imagine that there are a lot of shows that weren't able to release because they were probably being edited and you know there's probably mm-hmm. big delays on a lot of things so it did get like a shining spotlight of like there's nothing now there's this great show and the seven stages of quarantine are that like I think yes. when that came out was everyone was just Bored, ready to dumb. sit back and watch a fucking show Absolutely. and that is what well I only got through halfway because it was too triggering for me um <laughs> the acting was too good I couldn't take on the emotions I was bawling through every episode yeah you need to I think you could go back and watch it 
The one that you thought was going to be the saddest episode isn't, but then there was one episode that I watched and I was like, oh, this one's really sad. It was the one that was on TV the other night, actually. Oh. Him just going into the kind of depressive state, that's that what was really sad. The one where I can't he went handle. to the therapist, I forgot he went to the therapist. See, I don't think I can handle that because when I'm watching it, it's not the like, it's it's him, it's his incredible acting. It's incredible. That's just, acting. I find too painful because I... Have a thing Maybe it's because I'm a mother of a son Yeah Who I know has his little emotions yeah. So seeing like a grown man Not Just dealing with emotions It pains oh, me Oh it kills me as well I He's can't so handle good at it, it. He's I'm, amazing at it I know I know what you mean I always have to like Sometimes I'll be watching a TV show Or a movie And like I, I was watching I don't know if you've ever seen the film There's something about Kevin Or we need to talk about Kevin it's No It's really dark but amazing You would actually really like it's about it It's the, the kid is crazy right yeah it's just like about this woman who like never connects with her son and like she's like there's something wrong with him and everyone else is like he's perfectly fine but he's like kind of psychotic and like has punished her her whole life it's so it's really well done Ezra Miller plays him yeah like, he's so good that it? was his first kind of I think role, so yeah and he plays it like perfectly um but I was watching that and like I knew I kind of knew the story and I knew what was about to happen I kept having to be like that is Tilda Swindon she is a famous actress yeah. that is Paul C. Riley. he is also a famous actor who does comedy and has worked since because I was just like you know when you're like oh, <laughs> yeah. I have to literally do that trying to like get that's why I can handle reality shows yeah because it's like I also know that it's almost like backward with reality yeah. shows. It's like, oh, I want to pretend to believe the drama of a reality show, yeah. whereas I know that it's mostly fake yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just must be mad for them as actors to have had this show come out and now they're fucking so famous. They are yeah. huge. And he he's is 100% the breakout star from it. Because she was 100%. quite like, I remember when I went on both of their Instagrams like, first episode and he had like 60k followers and like that was probably also from the first episode yeah and I went on hers then and she had like almost 200,000 and I was looking at her feed and like she had been like front row at Stella McCartney like she was in a in certain, the world she was in a scene you know that way mm-hmm. of like famous rich English people I guess <laughs> or yeah. like well socialite kind of yeah actors she was models. being celebrated in yeah. some capacity I, I've never seen anything else she's been in and she's a really good actress too mm-hmm. her accent is brilliant so good so good subtle like me and Lindsay when we try to do the male accent real like verging on problematic <laughs> like this London edging on completely problematic <laughs> yes cancelled culture vibe <laughs> but she's her accent is fucking spot on um so but he has definitely been the breakout star in the sense that like he has blown like he is dare i say like the first irish like sex symbol since colin farrell 100 percent. without like you the, know like alcoholism yes, yes. Touch wood, hopefully he he good like he is i think girls are like salivating over the fact that he's this like nice lad Tattoo free mm. You know Muscular but not too muscular Yes Handsome but not too perfect Yeah skin's a bit Random <laughs> Well like he's One like, thing I did notice About normal people And it will kill Anyone who's watching it But it will actually Bring you to reality Of like it's a show And this is what I Concentrated on He has the same pimple For the entire series In the same place Because they obviously Shot it over like three weeks and Does just he? Like, yeah Where? Up above his uh, left temple Are you sure it's not just a little 100% a pimple Because even Evan was like The two of them had the same pimples For the whole fucking show And I was like I know And that made me be like It's a TV show They filmed this over a course of three weeks Okay Or whatever it was You know that way Um, Because it's meant to like Last over four years He just (laughs) has like He just played that part so so well And the fact that he has spoken about like you know, he had friends who had gone through depression, so he was very, 
kind of, he was trying to display that emotion that he had dealt with from being friends with mm. that. So it was very like organic and he was taking on that task. You know, so even that knowing that that was close to his heart. And, <laughs> yes. And now there's like, he's being full on papped in London. He's quarantined in London. And he's been doing like constant interviews and he is playing up to this whole like the oh, whole idea yeah. of him. Like he's saying, oh, I'm not Connell. But he also was saying like, I can't wait to get back on the dating scene. Shut he up. Said he that. said that. Yeah. <laughs> I could honestly hear the unified funny flutters from Ireland. They were like, like, and like the funny thing is, is like he ain't gonna be dating an Irish girl. Oh, he is dating a fucking like, model. He'll be dating FKA Twigs or something. And if Do you, you think someone like oh well, just someone famous, someone huge, yeah, someone famous. He'll be like he'll probably have a few like modelly kind of fun things. game. Let's think who. So you think he does have a I bit of a Robert Pattinson? Twigs. twigs loves to you know be dating people as well. She's yeah, dated Shia LaBeouf. I think they would be a cool fucking couple. Um, I don't know. If, like, I mean, Rob Pattinson is quite like norm core. He's so, mental though Is he? Yeah he's mad You never read all those things He says in interviews He's mad And he's real like anti-fame But he is going to be Batman <laughs> Yeah I know Which is the weirdest thing But like he is literally like It's the shit he comes out with In interviews is bizarre Like they're like Robert favourite film He's like Chicken Run Like he trolls Every single interview okay. He ever does Interesting He's a big troll And like that's why She got on with him Defo he's You see weird. I think Paul Mescal Is too normal for FK Twigs Yeah that's what I mean. Like he, Pattinson's mental. Let me think. Paul Mescal. Annoyingly, I can see him with a model. Really? I think when you're like thrown into that. See, I like, think he's so like, loves the act, the art of acting. I feel like he'd want someone who he's like, she creates. I see him with a musician. Oh, who? Lisa Hannigan. FK Twigs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one. I'm just mean that vibe. You know, that way. Like Grimes is swept up with Elon Musk. Oh, she's well, not God. Paul Muscal and Grimes. Yeah. No way. Celia Banks. Or Him raising chaotic. the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the second name is actually pronounced Muscal. I can see him, to be honest, with a bit of a, an English model soci- socialite. Like, okay. very simple. Like, maybe she has her finger in different pies. Like, she's a, a lipstick designer, okay. you know. So she's creating, you know. I'm using inverted commas here She's creating She's a boss bitch But yes. like The attention is still on him And he is still The brilliant actor I could see him with Lily Rose Depp I could see him With the Lily Rose Depp um, I could see him Which would be fantastic For his career Yeah because I'm not sure If she was seeing Timothy Chalamet They broke up Yeah they're done he, I don't get the buzz Around him Timothy Chalamet I mean he's so skinny He's so feminine Not that there's like, anything wrong with that But I just don't see him as a sex symbol No you like Paul Pascal Like let's just talk about The topless running picks I mean not a inch to pinch Is the first thing I thought But also like hello strength Dare I say I got jealous <laughs> of his body His legs The gal legs And the fact that he was wearing The little O'Neill shorts That makes me feel like It was a plant. 100% And the chain Yes I think there were three things planted And I think I mean, come on. I, I do feel like, I feel like he called the paps. I could or be his wrong. his agent did. I'd say his agent was like, you're going out running in whatever fucking park like, you live by and I'm going to be caught. Like, I'd say his agent is like, we need, because when you think of it, the amount of like, I was thinking about this in the phenomenon of the sense that like, how big they've got because it's probably good and bad for them. Like, it's good in the sense, obviously, that choir was happening and people needed shit to watch and all that kind of shit. But like, I was like, kind of felt sorry for them, which is, 
bizarre as well because they're clearly like going to be doing so well but I was like oh like they're missing out so much on like their first like press tour and like Mm. you know they were on like Jimmy Fallon but it was like via Zoom you know it's like I'm sure they missed so much of that buzz of like the first time on Jimmy Fallon and the first time like going on live TV in America well it's the maintenance as well because like I'd I'd say yeah you're right that the agent they're like you need to be seen out keeping the momentum going I'd say they were like right fucking we're doing pop shots you're going out he's doing pop shots because I can tell like I can tell a shady pop who has just randomly stumbled across a celebrity you're well versed I am and these pictures are like on the same kind of level of like Kimmy K that kind of stuff they're beautifully clear he looks great oh the the photographer came out with their biggest lens yeah you know that way like they got that huge like it was a collab dare I say (laughs) so he was bopping around and I think what was planted in that like um, image of the topless pic that O'Neill so obviously the gas so and the silver chain so trying to really kind of you know they're making him Connell yeah just to remind everyone of like that same feeling that you were getting when you were watching that chain kind of like dance around his sweaty neck while he was making love well, to Daisy that, Edgar and wasn't that the scene that I think the scene that solidified him as a sex symbol was that gas scene like episode three or whatever it was like he was obviously hot in the first few episodes but I think that scene was that not the first episode that they the did the guy yeah oh, well did the guy I did the guy <laughs> I knew it was early but I think that was when I remember after that episode everyone was like I'm going around in those shorts yeah oh, like and now he's like, playing up to that yeah. and also I think he had wired headphones how do you mean for me I think they were trying to like I think that was Oh, like he didn't have AirPods. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have AirPod Pros. I'm like, I know what you're up to. You have a fuckload of AirPod Pros at home, but you're going out with the black wired headphones to be like, I'm just like, I'm just a normal I'm just, lad, I'm like, a normal I'm, person. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that show I was in? Yeah. Don't forget, very even though we're in quarantine. Yeah, very. No- I'm very connecting with the girlos. Yeah. And the normal yes. people. Because he's like, I'm not Connell. I'm not. And then it's like, oh, off I go out on my on my 10k run in my gas shorts with the bad day and the chain. And Evan the is chain. getting fucking targeted ads to his phone for the chain from Weirs. Like, so like outrageous. Weirs feels all these je- uh, fucking um, jewelers in Dublin are like obviously targeting men. You know, because like their girlfriend is probably like his fucking so like he's getting like ads for like silver chains gold chains insane I think the silver chain is a flex my dad bought a chain the other day not because (laughs) (laughs) I was choking my dad bought the chain and this is keep your dad away from me with that chain (laughs) this is such a random story but it just came into my head because I remember when he told me I was like excuse me what he bought a chain from the same people we bought katsu from he was like, they follow me on Instagram, they sell a bit of gold on the side. I'm like, what? they sell gold on Siamese your cats. Your cat. <laughs> Who are these legends? That's where he got the picture of the two of Katsu's parents that he posted on his Instagram. He was like, huh, here's Katsu's parents, got the uh, owners to send me a pic. Okay. Shout out Jerry. And then Shout we bought out. a Russian 14 karat gold chain off them. Oh my God, he has to selfie that when he gets it. Oh, you know there'll be a selfie. <laughs> and I know I'm double tapping the shit out of I it. I might even share it. Maybe share I mean, it to Ikaz. My dad's out flexing me. Yeah, true. We should share it to Ikaz. Get him a few followers. <laughs> um, so Connell's chain, speaking of, has 163,000 oh, yes. followers. <laughs> Who the runs chain. that account? I don't know, but I just looked through. They follow six people, so I'm assuming one of those people is... Who they yeah yeah who made they probably it. probably follow Palmer's girl and he has also donated one of his personal chain collection to um, raise money for Pieta House like you can bid on this chain the amount of horny girls who are going to be sp- spending their COVID payment <laughs> <laughs> bidding, yeah. bidding 
sitting on that fucking chair. The There's going to be so many names of girls being like 350 euro. 300. Yes. <laughs> Outrageous. And I really want to know, like, because if it was the stylist decision, and I feel it was, because it was yeah. so like they really did zoom in on the kind of It was the made chain. a thing. And also I saw, I did see a tweet from someone I think it was you. Were you like, is that a country boy? Did you do that tweet? Someone I know tweeted. I would never me. say country boy. That is hugely <laughs> problematic. problematic. So someone said like, I feel, tweeted saying, I feel like a dub, a, go, a gold chain is a Dublin boy yeah. flex and a silver chain is a country boy flex. And someone was like, can you confirm? And Jen Morris, who's from Tipperary, replied and said, absolutely. Every single girl person in her school wore a silver chain. Thank you, Jen. Because Stereotypes are real for a reason sometimes Maybe But like I also Now since seeing that And I think also the Silver complemented The cool toned Colour scheme of the series But yes. also Gold is a bit like A Dublin It is Dublin it's lad It's Dublin lad And like, a gold is like Swag Yeah uh, Silver is I got this for my confirmation And I've not taken it I've off I've never from taken it off And it's the only thing That I own of value oh. Yeah Oh <laughs> I'd say it cost a tenner Silver is so cheap Exactly Um so he's also photographed again wearing the same shorts. Come on, Paul. Oh my God. His because we know like when he's lads get... can't be wearing the same shorts for a couple of days. Like please, the stank. Get them off. I'll wash them straight away oh, on 60. Yeah. On 60, like, yes. But he's wearing the shorts again and they've zoomed in. He's wearing, like he's looking good. Like that is 100%. You're telling me he nipped out to weight rows. He's getting styled as well. He does not have that swag. No, because that's he has like an 80s kind of style. Um, kind of like a windbreaker Oh, it's thing. an 80s by champion um, windbreaker. What oh, the it's fuck? It's like Adidas and champion. Yeah, look. Oh my God. Is, is he a reworking queen in quar? <laughs> He's like, hey guys, just uh, reworked two of my favourite windbreakers and made them into one. Yes, queen, get your style flex. And now hold on. So they've zoomed into what he's purchased from his... Now I wouldn't consider this an essential shop. Sure, look, I'm not one to judge. So they've zoomed in. He's wearing very dirty Stan Smiths, which I'm also assuming okay. is completely deliberate. Yes, they're uh, like, Paul, here's a pair that we've got pre-worn in for you. Yes, we got one of the stylist intents to just kind of muddy them with tea bags. At least they're keeping the economy alive. Yeah, I <laughs> really appreciate that. Again, with the headphones, you see? Oh, yeah. The wired headphone. And What's in his bag? In his hands, no bag. We love a sustainable oh. queen. Bag for life, hands for life. <laughs> my hands are my bag. My bag can carry all my shopping, not only. <laughs> oh, that is sexy, right? A guy in like grey joggers when they, they go to the shop and their joggers are like laden down with like a big Pepsi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a big roll stick. Yes, and you can just see that little <laughs> Pepsi. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that, or a LucasAid. And a random little shocky bar. Yeah, they're like a whisper. Yeah, <laughs> Evan always gets a golden crisp, which, by the way, is stunning. Oh, interesting! He's a golden crisp queen, and he's proud, and he's turned me on to them. Very interesting. Okay, so Paul Mascal, um, he get? has gone to the shop, and he's gotten two pink gins. Oh. You know the Gordon's pink gin. In the okay, little can. That is a plant. That's like he's buying that for a girl. And he's holding the two pink gins in one hand. I could egg. And then he has, I'm pretty sure, disagree or are you on the same vibe? I'm thinking that's a Krabby's ginger beer. I think that's an IPA. Do you? Yeah, okay. I think he's flexing on an IPA. I don't think it's a ginger beer. I think he's um, having like one of those session IPAs with the green label. My dad okay, drinks them. That's, my eye went immediately to the branding. 
Okay, and then he has a, a barbecue Walker's crisp. Okay. Okay, barbecue. Barbecue for me is a no-no, especially if we're having a little gin moment and mm, barbecue crisp very sweet. But it's also like, do I want to be kissing someone after a barbecue crisp? No. Paul Mescal, yes. Wash it down with a pink chin, you'd be grand. The pink chin. <laughs> now, I do know that you're one India who plays Peggy in the series. The blonde girl. Yeah. She's his roommate. Yeah, they live together. No comment, but Yeah, and now play, we're moving on. We've talked enough about that. We are, whoo, heated up. Got that out of our system. Yeah, but it is crazy that they're so fucking famous. And I think we played a part in... You know how big they've gotten. I agree. You know, it's who do you? So one last question, Paul Mescal. Where do you see his career going? Are you thinking film? Are you thinking a random return to theatre? <laughs> yes. Or because he is classically trained actor from the Lear, like he's a big actor. Like he's an actor. That is one thing that I do always find hard to separate because I'm like, we're all like oh, Connell, and I'm like, he's actually. I don't want to say unbearable I'm sure he's very nice but we all know those people who are like so into the craft that's why you I know. think he needs a model to just like he's probably like he couldn't he he needs the attention on him do you think yeah, I think I he do. needs someone who he can also have a pained actor moment with maybe like a, creating I see him doing some sort of annoying girlfriend collab mm. like I'm in the video like you know and he is a musician as well himself I think oh, he, he just I know, like any, I know what you mean though like I've known from NCID and all that shite the guys who are like incredible at art yeah. also making music also like you know all yeah. these different things you think that they would love the creative but like it's almost like they hold too much they just need yeah. a basic bitch a model yeah you go just even them out because they also want to hold attention or they want like a model who like is trying to be an actress and a bit of a macer vibe where like you know they need the macer's girlfriends are always helping him out with his craft oh yeah you know so i think paul mescal is like here massage my back there would you we're like <laughs> Hold that camera while I'm singing into Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. think it would be like a collaborative moment. Okay. At the end of the day, the man is wanting to be on stage. There's I say he's going to be in. Fil- I think he'll be do a film. I'm seeing his career going like a few films, maybe another big show, and then he'll randomly do a return to theatre. <laughs> we'll be booking tickets. We will. We'll be like Jack, get us free tickets to the Abbey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, I think he's going to take on. Maybe a Heath Ledgery vibe, where yes. he's really wanting to step away Joaquin from the Phoenix ha- as well. heart throb kind of vibe. Trob, trob, the heart trob, the heart trob is not me. I'm an actor. Something's trobbing. Oh, hon, oh, my clit. <laughs> that was the implication. Yeah. What? Because you're horny from. Does it throb? Mine does. Yeah, I guess it does. It gets a bit hot. Okay. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Let's really move on quick. Let's from move that. on to a woman. Which we won't be throbbing for Or will we Yes um, So girlies Lana Del Rey Made quite the statement On Instagram She gave us some Much needed entertainment Drama 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 That our, doesn't involve Quar Yes Our good pal Adam Sent me this Via uh, Instagram DM And I did not even Need to read it To know I was excited Because I just saw oh, This yeah. long ass that. And can I We just take a moment Okay For an artist who has a fucking aesthetic and didn't post her statement from the iPhone Notes app. Oh, so true. Speaking to the converted one. I know. Like, maintain that aesthetic, for God's sake. Was, it's very simple, yes. but it's in, like, what, typewriter print? Like, Keeping this, to her retro podcast. vibe. Yes, there's a podcast I listened to and they were like, she clearly has typed this out on a typewriter and then scanned it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is just so weird. I mean, it's obviously, I don't know if it's done, but she posts them all in this and it looks stunning. It's typewriter font on an off-white back background you know yes yes so it looks like paper tea stained dare i say yes that like embossed kind of vibe yeah so she goes on to say um i won't read it all but we'll read a bit of it so she said it's a question for the culture okay this is her question she's on her plinth and she's looking at us all and she's just asking us to look at her and she's been like i think also it's important to take into account like she's in choir she's sat at home like she's probably like Thinking about random shit from her past She's probably seeing what's going on Like Deciding where she's going to go with her music Yeah And probably also just being like What the fuck Like me and Lindsay have done that Like we'll be getting random hate And look let me tell you something Hate hits different during choir It does so Because she, you don't have a lot of interaction Yeah or You know like, so a lot of your interaction is online So when it's coming negative It's like meeting up with your friends And uh, them randomly being negative to you You don't have the like cushioning of normal 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 people Of normal Of normality Where you're like Getting a bit of hate and then fecking off down the pub and having a great time at the beach or whatever you're doing. Totally. So she says, now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi B, Kalani and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have had a number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing out being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse? Five, six or six or seven question marks? She questions um, She says I'm fed up with female writers And alt singers Saying that I glamorise abuse When in reality I'm just a glamorous person singing Adored that Now I did In that podcast too I was like Okay I understand They were like I wish she kind of just put the full stop there Because that's a stunning sentence It's a beautifully that's, written She sentence. said all she needed to say with that really Yeah Like because that is true But she says um, I'm a glamorous person singing About the realities of what we are all now seeing are, that are prevalent uh, emotionally abusive relationships all over the world um, and she kind of goes on and on and on and she says like uh, that you know she feels that what, what I took from it was that like she feels that her type of woman isn't being celebrated because it's seen as being like quote unquote anti-feminist because it's like they said that she's glamorizing abuse because nowadays a lot of people see Anything that's like Talking about anything Means Therefore means endorsement So they're saying that like When she's going He hit me and it felt like a kiss Which by the way Is like an homage to a different song It's not even her it's lyric It's or something yeah. Isn't it? And um Or all these songs That she you know She talks about being kind of like Submissive in relationships Or like All these kind of like I'm just the baby And the daddy's coming in You know This yeah. is her kind of aesthetic And um, that she feels that that Or that people have Made her out to be Endorsing that As like everyone's way to love Whereas in fact She feels that she's Just talking about her experiences While being in love And making it into Like you know She's 
making it into a beautiful song so it's not mm. like exactly depictive of like the reality of being in that situation mm. she is romanticizing it but also it is because it's art yeah you know which has happened since the beginning of time like in the 60s which I know she was really inspired same as Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. by bands like um the Shangri-La the Ronettes all these kind of pained women there was like a big scene in the 60s where like they were as like sisters or groups of like females and just talking like or singing like these pained song about men and it was like mm. so funny like I will lie down and die in the street for you that's how they sang back then you know that way and there is something so romantic and like you know Hollywood like it's Hollywood like and it's also especially because you know Lana Del Rey I first kind of got into her when I was younger so did you and it's that kind of like you it's like the first impressions of love like when you are in school and you're first fancying someone you do think that you're like he's all I think about like it's complete obsession it's like intoxicating yeah that yearning feeling and like to sing about love like that is no more glamorizing in my opinion abuse than like you know Nicki Minaj and everyone else singing about like cheating on their fellow or dancing for money that that is like glamorizing cheating or glamorizing going I don't know into sex work you know what I mean it's like it's not it's just a commentary it's a cultural commentary and what I got from her statement was that and I mean what stood out to me is that in the first line she names drops the she name drops these yeah, people and I was like and people that she's worked with as well like mm-hmm. Ariana she had a song with her very recently yeah which only- was a flop yeah Such a and it, she song. looked really awkward in the video yeah. it, it was, was really so... not her aesthetic her song she sounded beautiful but like it was just ugh. it was so just like her I think she's a bit interscope and they were probably like right you're having Norman fucking Rothwell is coming out and we let you go back to your sad girl bullshit so you're doing this fucking big song to get yeah, your name yeah throw on some Vicky's secret ring wings yeah. and you know it was for your money, I'd say she regrets that so I say she's like fuck's sake yeah so I mean on. it was a total flop and the video was bad it was just all bad Miley Cyrus was being the movie as well like I mean just even the fact that it was for a Charlie's Angels reboot which no one asked for no one cared about like we had Cameron Diaz Lucy Liu Andrew Barrymore yeah it's, it's that was fine we had Demi Moore with her film. new knees yes in that movie like we don't need who the fuck even played it I didn't that, Kristen Stewart's in it and that's all I know that really came and went and no one gave a fuck no one gave a fuck like <laughs> they're like normal people I, however <laughs> Because no one wants Like it's a movie made for women But like women don't want to see A lot of women I'm speaking generally obviously But like there isn't a mass Like you know We want to see three female Like empowered bodies on our Like no women want to see Marianne Getting fucked by Connell Yeah I'm sorry We're pretty simple We like And we want to listen to Lana Del Rey Flouncing around in her beautiful garments Singing about daddy who's coming home And she's going to be his bad baby that's what we want I mean we we do love the kind of like romanticism yeah so I think what she was touching upon was that like they're doing the same thing but they just have different aesthetics so yeah. because like Doja Cat Ariana or Nicki Minaj kind of sing with more of this like boss bitch attitude they're yeah. really in your you know it's kind of like she doesn't want to do that but it doesn't mean that she's not like a strong woman yeah you and know? like she gets to that where she she talks about like that she calls herself like a softer kind of person like she's not an aggressive person and even if you look at like there's obviously you know she has a character which is like Lana Del Rey which is like not so much a character but like a it's a persona you know like yeah. the whole it's a it's a, an aesthetic it's perfect it's like she's the only artist that I know modern day who's doing it that well like 
in a very natural way that's not costumey like she has this persona that like kind of overlaps with her real life but like you know that she's not going around like you know driving around some old man's car like she has her boyfriend's yeah. cop you know what I mean well, like she's they broke up oh yeah I know well like yeah like she but, has like, pretty normal, normal boyfriends we don't know much um, about her personal life so her songs yeah. are everything that we can kind of get from and when she and comes we see on her Instagram, even in normal clothes yeah when she comes on Instagram she's so fucking normal she's like hey guys like she's no makeup on you know she's yeah. not like constantly like I don't want to live anymore yeah and she doesn't know? have like the beehive and stuff um yeah I do think what I noticed from the statement as well like from going to her concert right we both went to her concert yeah was that last year at this time last year wasn't it oh my god Around. that was so fun it was so fun in Hyde. but I did know that concert it did feel like she kind of lost her way a little bit I feel mm. like when she first came out in the scene and even the whole like fact that it was put on YouTube with these kind of like you know randomly edited videos that were very like her aesthetic bounced as soon as it came on like that um video games video games was so iconic like didn't we, that win best video of like the century so far by this year or something like that? Really? It was like most influential, like because it was like when it that kind came of made out, that whole homemade idea. When that came out, it was like, I mean, I think everyone, no one didn't know that song. There wasn't like it was like it just the biggest slapped song. and yes. like <laughs> yes, I'm using it. It's slap, bitch. <laughs> the dog hairs. I just slap my hand. <laughs> so many dog hairs. Gross. My dog is shedding. Um, but. I also kind of made the whole like because that was kind of before SoundCloud rappers and like kind of you know people coming out um, unsigned so it kind of made that whole like intrigue of the fact that she edited her videos by herself and stuff Mm. like that and she was first off like it was all kind of shots of like 60s um, VCR shit or whatever yeah it was very it was very like different this is my aesthetic this is my sound and I look like this yeah and she followed it up then which was the best thing about it because like most people will do that once the next few songs are coming in you're like what what are you doing now collab with even when she collabed with fucking ASAP Rocky in a video it was her it was hers she had ASAP damn Rocky dressed up like fucking JFK that was her that is like an iconic fucking iconic video music video he looks incredible she looks incredible their kids they're wandering around this grand estate and she's Jackie like it's just so, so good but I did feel like I love Lana Del Rey but I didn't love her in concert now I do feel like Lana Del Rey is made for Olympia or yes. you know something of that regard but like I felt like the stage setup was a bit random that she had two kind of women on swings just swinging and dancing yeah. I felt like maybe it just didn't feel like it was like her plan and her idea and I did feel like her last couple of albums didn't hit the same way that her other stuff for me like just I mean when you and I both found what was the song Ride <laughs> yeah of course I mean 12 minutes long the video yeah we watched that continue you remember you showed your mum your yeah. mum was like okay yeah it's I was like, this Brilliant. is the most iconic sit down and watch the whole 12 <laughs> minutes you have to get to the monologue <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean I think her new album she's gone back to that with Norman fucking Rothwell definitely mm. like it's less so like please hit me it's more like why are you uh, you know you're just a man you're big alco but I'll stick by your side and I'll always yeah. love you like she's definitely like progressed and like because she has spoken about how like Ultraviolence is like her masterpiece right like mm-hmm. everyone talks about Ultraviolence that album is the biggest one like that if there was going to be someone who was saying she's glamorizing abuse it's in that album like that's where she had like the song Ultraviolence is about like literally getting hit and it feeling good you know that way <laughs> but I just think it like but again it, I do think <clears throat> that was the ode to that song which like she's a massive Courtney Love fan and yes. Courtney Love in Hole um, 
did that song. Yeah. Uh, by I think it's the Shirelli's or the Chiffons I can't remember yeah it's one of those he hit me and it felt like a kiss he hit me I think well a lot of what she does is purposely in pastiche it's very much a nod and an homage to like old kind of Hollywood and all that kind of stuff I mean and the song Ultraviolence she said is like biographical it's a song she wrote when she was in like because she has this very troubled background like she was like an alcoholic and she was in rehab and she had apparently a string of like quite abusive relationships but it's like why can't like that this is like a problem with like you know we're only celebrating one type of woman as in like you know it's only if it's like fuck him I don't need no man like you know he hit me but he's a whatever which is fine like that can some people can find that empowering but it's also interesting to allow a female artist who by the way is writing all of her own songs like and it's biographical and it's you know way more in my mind anyway I can connect to it more than like a rap song I love rap songs but they don't really like hit me in a place where I'm like (gasps) feeling like emotional I listen to rap if I need to like get up get out of bed or if I'm like going for a run or if I'm like needing that energy totally but then I listen to Lana if I just want to have a moment of like lonely romanticism yeah life and it's like you have to let artists explore that and you don't like artists don't have to talk about like a point in their life from a conclusion of like that was bad but now I'm fucking a boss ass bitch and I own a billion dollar company it's like you can sing about it in the mindset of being in it Mm -hmm. like that's what that was a really nuanced approach to it I thought like that whole album which was like about being a submissive in a relationship and enjoying it and no one fucking sings about that shit anymore really since Amy Winehouse and I think that's why because obviously Amy Winehouse had died by the time Lana Del Rey came out and if you I think Lana Del Rey and Amy Winehouse produces stands like you don't just casually like these gals like if you're into them you are into them so into them so with Amy Winehouse um, I'd love if they had known each other. She has her tattooed on her. Where? She has Amy and Whitney. Oh yeah, yeah, and her collarbones. We're actually going to be talking about celeb tattoos mm-hmm. towards the end of this as well, because um, Lana is so and Amy Winehouse was so known for their her tattoos, and yeah. Lana is like deadly secretive, sexy tattoos. But um, Amy Winehouse, there's one of it, one of her best interviews I think, where it was actually by an Irish guy. I can't remember. I think he, I think he's like a famous fucking interviewer or. Uh, radio guy it was when she came to Dingle for Other Voices and Back to Black had just came out yeah. and like she did that like you know Other Voices is like totally stripped back she just had a guitar her little beehive it was like her new image and they spoke about like obviously Back to Black being completely inspired by like the 60s girl bands yeah. and she said that she was like I love singing like that it just gives me some form she didn't use these words but like it's empowering for her to sing like that passion yeah. and like get it out like oh I just want to lie on the floor and you know wail around crying because I love you so much instead of being like it's almost false to be like I don't need a man it's like okay you don't need a man who the fuck are you twerking for then to be honest yeah like you know I don't need a man I'm better than that it's like okay that's not really empowering because like the reality it, is like you can have a man and love him or what yeah. the fuck ever like but like I mean like, the thing the point is that like a multitude of things can be empowering for a multitude of different types of people and like we all don't have to find the same thing empowering and that's like the whole problem with a lot of modern day feminism is that they tell you they basically give you it on a piece of paper these are the allowed things to be empowered by your career being a boss ass bitch choosing to do things but you're not really allowed to you know brag about choosing the, the wrong type of things like there's very much a prescri- prescribed amount of things that you can that are empowering and you can't say that like you know oh Lana Del Rey's 
song about blah blah I felt that empowering they'd be like well that was disempowering to women you know well, it's, it's, it's just very personal you exactly. know like whatever so empowers subjective. you um, doesn't need to like then domino effect mm empower other people like yeah. from our own podcast we get people being like I find that kind of uh, 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 or like if they give us like feedback it's like we only put out content that we feel empowered like that makes yeah. us feel good and therefore empowered that overused word but like yeah you know if Lana Del Rey feels good about creating that content it doesn't really matter how people receive it and how if they feel empowered yeah you know she's not when did we have to, when did it start that like women had to empower every other fucking woman oh the word empower is just the most overused and in, like it's like men don't go around looking to to be empowered by other men no they're never like fuck's sake would you ever empower me yeah <laughs> we're like men support men right am I right boys come yeah. on come on guys I'm doing the fucking ice bucket challenge will you empower me it's like like I, I can't me. stand women support like you know support or just trust women just in general yeah well, I just I, I, the empowerment shit r- drives me mad because it's just like no one's empowerment like first of all you take empowerment from whatever you want and also but like you can't rely on other people to empower you because that's the opposite of empowerment that's totally, being reliant yeah. on someone for also, you do what get out of fucking bed no one I don't think feels consistently empowered like oh. you know whether or not their career home life everything is going well like empowerment uh, empowerment is pretty much a fleeting kind of feeling yeah. I can imagine like I mean we've created this and I feel I guess empowered you know but I'm not like walking around with my feet firmly on the ground yeah, feeling like an empowered woman it's like I'm just bopping around yeah doing whatever there's moments of fleeting empowerment but like even that word it's like it's it's just it's become so my body down as we always say yeah you know, that way but is like, that even a state of place that we should be feeling yeah like, like empowered what? constantly I wouldn't want to be around somebody who's constantly constantly empowered. empowered I'm like for fuck's sake show a bit of vulnerability yeah well it would it would be very and intense that's like, to be around someone you know, constantly empowered totally and it's the funny thing is is like you know we we uh, we as in like say culture okay like she's saying a letter to the culture like culture really rewards women for like kind of playing up to their stereotypical masculine side which is like empowerment and confidence and blah 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 but like a lot of what women's strengths are are in like our vulnerability and our emotion and like I think that's what Lana Del Rey is kind of getting at where she's saying like like I have a a feel empowerment or like I feel like artistically empowered say by like expressing my more vulnerable side and my more feminine side instead of kind of like emulating a more masculine energy which Which is is like like whatever but like let her do it her way and well both can be equally as yeah. strong you know Two for it's like time. the phrase which i mean when you moved into evans i was like okay this phrase is right the woman's touch yeah evans apartment was like a shell and he Jenny even says in. it oh yeah everyone says it uh, he, he's like i get messages all the time like you can't <laughs> have you know the way like we are women they're men it's good yeah but like and if you so I think it is just that we explore our feminine sides and not be feeling like they're weak because that's the whole idea of feminism like or the, you know remember that always ad that came out a while ago that was like run like a girl fight oh, yeah. like a girl it's like you know men are physically stronger than women so <laughs> yes and men maybe are like there are attributes that men have literally scientifically proven that they are stronger we're different yeah. so there's very instead small... of trying to like maintain that level of like oh well I'm gonna go and lift some weight so I can punch like like maybe just if you feel empowered by doing that for sure do yeah. it but also like you can feel empowered by like your own like more softer 
think that you do yeah like tapping into your femininity you know that way and like Mm. whatever that means for you it's again completely subjective you know because it's the really like the reason why I would like disconnect from a lot of feminism is because as I said I feel like there's a prescribed many things that you can feel empowered by and that you should feel empowered by which is actually anti- feminine and I just don't understand that it's like why am I only allowed to tap into like x y and z but like if I'm like oh I feel so empowered by being a stay-at-home mom they're like well yeah some there is a stigma still around that you know and they can say they always slide in the dms and be like no there is a new wave and I'm like no that's not what I'm seeing and I do think the stigma with that fully exists within the female community yeah you and know? like that's what she's because like says it, it, we can feel it like as a more personal attack so say if you and I were both pregnant at the same time Mm -hmm. and you wanted to um, stay at home for six months and then go back to work there's constant conversation between like mothers like you can see it in coffee shops being like I couldn't leave my little one so Mm -hmm. the mom shaming thing and that kind of stuff so even like of course women have the choice now to go back to work or stay at home which is harder financially for um, people now but you know with either choice comes this guilt that I very much feel exists in the female conversation yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally and like uh, Landel Ray makes that point too because she does say that like it's from she specifies she goes I'm fed up with female writers and alt singers saying that I glamorize abuse so it's like she's actually saying like it's female people coming from her mm. um I do feel like she was doing a bit of name searching a bit of like looking up reviews on her albums because like you know in fairness she did just get nominated for like a Grammy for her latest album you Mm -hmm. know that way so like she is celebrated and I feel bad that like she feels you know that this way that she feels like she's being but as I said hate hits different in Quar but also who knows like I mean you know for me sometimes when you're getting celebrated it's it's a weird one like I it can be just a place wherever you are in your emotional state like I when we did our Vicar Street shows like enjoy them so much but I think like my home life wasn't where I wanted to be so yeah you know when I was doing these shows and it was so great and we were getting that energy but afterwards I would be really life self-deprecating mm. over how I performed I'd be like uh, 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 like beating myself up about it yeah even though that was like such a huge success for us we sold mm-hmm. out Vicar Street for two nights in a row but so I think that could be a thing as well where like you kind of yeah. question yourself which helps hone in your craft it does now I will say I, I remember the first time I read it I was so sad because I thought she said I'm not a feminist but she said I'm not not a feminist which is just and so... you wrote that to me saying that she's basically denouncing it and I was like I didn't even want to break it to you I, I know but I still do think that she I think she's like doing it in a pussy way but I'm like what you're explaining is in a way a denouncement of modern day feminists because yeah. you're saying that like you've been put in a box by certain like you feel like you've been put in a box and that you're not allowed to express yourself how you want to And you feel express. like the kind of feminism is a them and yeah. you are you. So yeah. like, and that's how I felt when I, um, you know, when I first was like, oh, feminism, it's painted as this great mm. thing for women. And then you're like opt in to calling yourself that and using it to describe yourself. And then when I did that and I started to get kickback constantly for stuff I was doing mm-hmm. and that was the word that people, I thought you were feminist. And we would get that so much and then I was like, hold on, this isn't this inclusive like yay us kind of celebratory moment. It's like very much a gang and it can be like, I think it's constantly like played out that it's like, are you in or are you out? Are you mm. in? Or? It's like, uh, so you have, if you're in, this is how you be in and these are mm. the kind of things because it was constantly used against us, against um, the podcast when we, use that word to describe yeah. herself so and I'd say she was just afraid because like she couldn't be arsed with you, having like yeah no that would be another fucking uh, like nail in the coffin for her but like yeah I just feel that she's explaining something that 
so similar to what you and I went through and why like we still get messages being like why do you not use that word and blah 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 or like do you still use or it or I don't and like that you're anti-feminist which like is I'm not, not true anti-feminist we are living breathing feminists in in like the you know most simplified version of the word like the yeah. definition we are that and we Duh. recognize that but like doesn't mean that we need to like follow modern feminism or call ourselves anything yeah and like you know because Adam and I were chit-chatting back and forth and he was like what do you mean like when you say you're not a feminist um and I was like well I don't really say like I'm not a feminist I just said like I don't I, I would never label myself that but yeah. I say that because I said to him that I don't choose to use that word to describe my thoughts because when I do people can presume things of how I think and like that to me I don't want people to be like oh well she's a this so she thinks x y and z and it just it like stifles conversation it means that people hold me to a standard that I'm not even aware of and it means that the goalposts are always changing in feminism so like I could agree with something that a feminist said from 20 years ago, but I could I could hear something said from a feminist nowadays and I'm like, I don't agree with that. So I mean, it's not I'm not going to sign on the, along the dotted line of no. all feminist things Well, I it is with. like a religion. It's like you it's are ideology. attaching yourself. So like, um, it's the same. We're not dissimilar to like veganism. Yeah. You know, when I labeled myself as that, it only gave me the almost utmost stress and people coming at me being like, oh, that's not vegan. Yeah. It's not very vegan to shop there. It's like, oh, okay, do you know yeah. what? I'll take off the label. I'll live how I want. I'll eat vegan or maybe not one day, but yeah. it's like the labeling is our main thing with the feminist. Like us not, it's not that we're not feminist or anti-feminism. Yeah. It's just the word. You know? It's just like the word because I just feel it leaves people like room to presume how I think and if you want to know how I think about something just ask me you know what I mean I don't Mm -hmm. want someone to then be going around and be like I just don't like I'd never like adhere to an ideology or like copy and paste something on me that then is going to like make up my mind on every single thing I ever think and to be held to just unrealistic standards you know and I think that's kind of what Lana Del Rey was saying as well like she's she is having maybe her fucking red pill moment on Mm -hmm. feminism where she's like hold on like you know, especially in like fucking Hollywood, like that's all that's so, like celebrated now. So, yeah, and she know. obviously probably as well. Like when we saw Beyonce coming out with her like fem, when she decided to slap that name Ugh. all over her shows and was like, "I'm a feminist queen," mm. and everyone being like, "Feminist icon," and it's like, what the fuck? Lemonade is all about you bashing other women and like how you took back your cheating man, mm. which like do you sis pop off? But like, <laughs> I mean. I'd say it's really infuriating being within the music community when you're seeing like something popular of the moment coming around like this ideology that then artists just cling to for the fame of it all and mm-hmm. the and the fake like congratulatory moment of it you know because like Beyonce in hindsight is she really a feminist? Doubtful. She yeah. never works with female other female artists so rarely. Purposely. The only time she ever did was with um fucking Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj once. Like she is not a celebrate. Like she doesn't celebrate women. She celebrates herself. Fair yeah. play. And it's- apparently, and apparently, like Beyonce refused to do the like the, Lady Gaga always wanted to do Telephone Part Two, and she refused because I think then like Lady Gaga got so big that yeah. she was like, oh no, fuck that! I'm not doing. I'm not having us compared when it was like. There's another great article. I think it was with Dazed um, oh, yeah. about Missy Elliott and about how she was actually the, she's the true she empowered feminist of um, the music industry. Like how she brought so many like small artists up and like really created their career mm. and like selflessly. She was selflessly. Just, like, she them. was just a lover of music and yeah. a lover of women. Yeah, totally. Um, what else are they going to say about Olana? Oh yeah, I am extremely excited that she has announced she has a new album coming out in September and it's called chemtrails over the country club so amazing like 
I mean, I love that the, at the end of her controversial post, she was like, my poetry book. Like, she plugged her poetry book and her new album. Oh, I'm I like, want the poetry the book. The poetry book with that music by Jack Antoff. Oh. It, have you listened to the IGTV she's been putting up? No. Oh, you should listen to one. It's about Sylvia Plath. She's like, Sylvia, I know why you left those black paint shoes by the ocean when you'd swim there. Like, they're like, they're just literally the ride monologue they're beautiful and she like Jack Antoff does all the music in the background so it's all this like dreamy music just, oh my god there's gosh. no one like Lana like there's no one making that kind of music with such like authenticity as well yeah like like she takes you what I love about her music is that she like takes you away from reality of yes. today and you're off in this dreamland it's a movie experience like and her, that's problematic like, in the sense I guess which like I mean it's probably a fight or flight in the sense of like you know romanticizing abuse but like sometimes when you're in a situation like that's the truth of it and to see that in front of you as it being like you know I've been in situations we both have an abusive situation with men where I feel like you know you need to be faced with the fact that it's you're faced with the reality of it not being romantic yeah but you know it's it's a learning experience that you only have to kind of Mm. go through yeah and like she's not in you know I just think that we get so confused nowadays that like if anyone comments on anything it means that they're endorsing it it's like she's never endorsed being beaten you know what I mean she's never like it's great guys or like in her in any of her like fucking interviews she's never like yeah I just think that this is how women should exist and like no she's always been like it's like a reflective her movies are like or her music is like movies as well like that ride um video is like just it takes you off to this other place which is amazing like that music can be like transport you to yeah you know you're just in your bedroom but you're thinking that you're in a beaten up pub in New Orleans (laughs) with an older man and a motorbike (laughs) so um to finish up Lana Del Rey is like Fame is pretty much as well for her whole look, but like I love her tattoos. Her tats were because like she has this soft feminine look, but then she had these like hand tattoos, which yeah. no one had back then, like especially women. women well, like black. really subtle ones yeah. as well. She kind of has her tattoos the same way around the same time where she first burst onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of models had tattoos, like very, and I always want to buy tattoos to kind of be like that, where it would be like, you know. You know the girl Freya who has like Freya, yeah, 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 yeah. All those kind of just really subtle. I can still work. Yeah, <laughs> I can still head on the runway. Don't worry, that can be covered in it. And it's so funny that's gone completely now. Like all models are covered head to toe in tattoos now. Yeah, I know it's mad. It's so like, she has. Um, you were saying Amy and Whitney on her collarbone. Yeah, because she's like they're like her favorite singers, which is just so cute. Remember when she was like in that interview where she's like, "I just love the greats, Eminem." Whitney <laughs> yeah it's like you gas bitch she has paradise on her hand which is like such an iconic tattoo it's so iconic Scarlet that Adele copied it the singer that's in mental. the same place the same place like fair enough get paradise somewhere else like that's beautiful that's an homage I've done a paradise tattoo yeah. on my friend Attain in between her boobs that's so she's a major stunning word stunning word and like that's where like my friend you know loves Lana mm-hmm. she wanted to get the paradise tattoo but it's different wording but it's also or a different uh, font but also a different place yeah in between her tits how cool Which is there's paradise. paradise bitch she's got great tits she does but like that's how you like get inspired by something you know Adele Scarlet first of all it's you're famous exact, it's like when everyone got that fucking Cheryl Cole again in the same place the on same, the side it's the like tribal the, what would you call that part of your tri- hand it's like the side the <laughs> the hoof of your the heel, heel. <laughs> I meant heel. heel. 
Club, club. <laughs> uh, we're horse gals the side of your hand I guess where your middle finger is or your little finger yeah I have a Luna tattoo there and yeah. it's a really great because it's a real muscular part of your yeah. hand it's also a painful place to I get tattooed so. anywhere like on your palm is like oh but um yeah everyone is getting those tribal that little manky a big block of tribal tat on your fucking hand oh, why would I remember you? when she came out and she used to always do like aye aye capping like oh, to show yeah. off the tat when she came out onto the X Factor stage I can't stage. bear her I really can't bear Cheryl Cole Cheryl She's, Tweedy whatever the fuck her name is oh remember that Lily Allen um, iconic song where she like name drop I wish you like that Cheryl Tweedy like they had this like hate oh, back in the day really? Lily Allen used to always like moan about her on her MySpace blog like I love Lily Allen but I do not like Cheryl no. whatever her name is extra.ie come for me this is another episode they can transcribe yeah, yeah, they can be like they're poor, poor Cheryl she's just trying to mind baby bear and these two bitches giving um, out about but her she is uh, one of the worst tattoos I've ever seen that arse tattoo the arse tattoo is and the fact that that came out because the tattoo artist put it up on why did she, his Instagram. Why did she like what wanted just a subtle like what? She was like I'm just going to get my entire arse tattooed and not show whatever. Her whole her whole her <laughs> entire arse is and covered. And then down to her kind of like in like a lotus flower or something. It's a rose. It's like really a like rose. I'm not mad about coloured tattoos I in general them, especially yeah. because like they need to be topped up a lot but like on your arse you're sat in that thing all the time surely it's going to fade. red rosebud Beside your red rosebud. You, oh my god, no. Like, you're oh. fucking joking. It triggers me when we were watching Swarms, God rest those amazing lives, yeah. and the girls would have, like, arse tattoos. They are. They all had arse tattoos. Uh, they are. What the fuck? Whoever needs to hear this, don't get your whole arse tattooed. <laughs> it's insane. Remember that one with the, like, it was like a snake or something. Oh, coming st- a dragon. Okay, so I have this book. Oh, yeah. I'm in front of me. It's called Celebrity Tattoos. We're going to just quickly look. I have some thumbed down. Now, it's from, I don't know when I got it in Shazza. Uh, Colin Farrell. So, Colin Farrell, um, as you know, lasered his whole fucking tattoo off. That's mental. You told me that. I didn't know that. He literally stopped being hot from that very moment. Not because his tattoos were in any way cute. No. But the fact that you lasered them off. The fact that you were like... That regretful. Yeah, or that dumb to literally get so many tattoos that then you fucking laser off. How could you be arse lasering them all off? No. So let's talk through his tattoos, okay? Um, He had... So he got married to a girl called um, Amelia Warner. And he had his wife's nickname, Millie, inked on his ring finger, along with the first of two tattoos on his left forearm, which is a gothic script reading <laughs> Carpe Diem, meaning... Latin, seize the day. Love that. Seize the day. Why not? Seize it. Um, and then he, when he got married, continued on that tattoo with with my girl. Seize the day with my girl. Oh, lovely. That's love, babes. The couple's union only lasted four months and following his divorce, Colin added a large Celtic cross to cover the with my girl. He did, however, <laughs> keep the wedding band and he, in quote, I'd sooner skip laser treatment and all of that and just keep it, he explained. It's part of me past, but, and they said me, I love oh, they I put love that in that. there. But if I fall in love and it's a problem or I get married again, God forbid, I'll have a look at getting rid of it. So this was obviously written before he decided to laser every fucking tattoo off. I can't believe he like got the myth my girl covered. It's like, it's not even like it's her fucking name. And kept the name. Yeah, would you not cover up Millie and then, like, with my girl is like, I'm going to see the day with my girl, whoever that girl may yeah, be. But, yeah, your name here, like, Steve yeah. Hadnazarth. Um, like, that's kind of poetic. It is, anything. with my girl. No, I'm not seizing it alone. 
Yeah, I'm my, with my girl. With my girl. <laughs> um, Colin also has a flower on his inner arm with the message that reads, I love no matter. Just no matter, not I no, love matter no matter what. He doesn't love matter. He's just very poetic. He doesn't need the what. Yeah. Because you know it's you know it's there. You've Do you want to have a look at um, Lindsay Lohan? Oh yeah. That's and what it. she, what inklings she has. <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay's first piece of body art uh, was a small tattoo of a star on her forearm. Classic. Classic. A cl- I think every girl, their first tattoo, pretty much, like if you were given the option, you'd all get a star. Star or heart. You a can't go wrong heart. with that, like little little cutie. The little outline heart that everyone has everyone on their wrist. Has. Always on the, on the wrist as well. Yeah. Um, her second tattoo was the Italian phrase, la bella vita, meaning life is beautiful. It is. In fancy scripting on her lower back. So, a uh, tramp stamp. Life is beautiful. If you're... <laughs> A life is beautiful tram stamp is a fucking Yeah, true. <laughs> Lindsay intended the tattoo to be a dedication to her Italian grandfather. Oh. Above her arse. Uh, she also has a tiny white heart tattoo between her thumb and index that finger. That was another thing. The, the white, white tattoo. tattoo. That like doesn't work at all. They're like, because, it, like you can see it when you're tanned. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. Because no. I remember I wanted a white tattoo and people have asked me to tattoo with white ink. But like, because you're not... Like it depends on the canvas That you're working with So everyone's skin tone is different yeah. So like what a white tattoo On one person would look Completely different They turn out cream A Ew, lot of the time I know Cream tattoo Yeah Not Gross. cute uh, Lindsay's most infamous tattoo Is the word breathe Written in script On the inside of her right wrist The actress has said The tattoo is a reminder Of how important life is After she suffered A dangerous asthma attack In 2005 <laughs> You're fucking joking <laughs> the words come from John Lennon who said get out there and get peace think peace live peace and breathe peace you'll get it as soon as you like I know oh. that's not an <laughs> yeah, accent I like that accent <laughs> such as Lindsay's love of body art that has been reported she is planning to open a high end tattoo parlour of her own in Mykonos uh, allegedly the star had informed her business partners to begin recruiting tattoo artists with the idea what um, I will say Lindsay Lohan in this picture in this book looks like I mean, she has not had a tap of work done. So this is a long time ago. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very old book. Yeah, this is like when the asthma attack was the most controversial thing that Brit- that uh, Lindsay Lohan had True, did. yeah. Because 2006 came and that bitch went crazy. And we loved it. We were here for it. Oh, we I, I we still it. support you, yeah, Lindsay. I would still, I really want to go to her beach club. Oh my gosh, I'd die. <laughs> 2021, we coming for you. Yes. Brad Pitt. Oh. I never knew he had tats. I, I guess, yeah. I guess he does. Angelina probably influenced him. True, yeah. I'd say she was like, get the tattoo if you want to be my man. Do you know what? I re-looked at her wedding dress the other day. I kind of like it now. I like the dress. I just didn't like the drawing I on the veil. I kind of liked it when Do I looked back on it. I was kind of like, Do you know what? Kind of cute. Anyway. It is sad. All those kids. All that. How many of them? Eight? Six? Something I like that? I think it. six. And like all that stress of the breakup. And oh, dear God. For what? Oh. Oh, sure look. Sure look. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they'll get back together in choir. I would love that. Oh, Jen would be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he was like, we were on a break. <laughs> and <laughs> such a lame joke. That's oh such my a God. good lame joke, but a such good one. Such a lame joke. <laughs> Brad's tattoos reflect a good deal about his nature. They display the cool understatement of a man who has a little left to prove while revealing unexpected depths. <laughs> he has a tattoo of a piece of Arabic script. Classic. On the left side of his lower back, which is believed to be a prayer for his children. Love that. A lower back tattoo on a man. Okay, weird flex. On the underside of his left forearm, he has an enigmatic outline of Otezi, the ice cream. 
And under this, he has a line of words in French reading, absurdities de l'existence, which translates as life is absurd. Oh, I kind of like that chaotic energy. Yes, life is absurd when you are a crazy mother trucker like Brad Pitt. Most recently, Brad has an additional tribute to his partner when he had Angelina's joke. Oh, her, her birth date. Very weird. That's random. That is, imagine Evan going around with, your birthday the 11th the 18th of the 11th 89 that's a bit it's creepy like you since you were born <laughs> that's yeah, what that reminds what, me that, yeah that screams that to me as well <laughs> on his stomach in Khmer the ancient like what's the point in getting the ancient language of Cambodia tattooed on you I never understand no, that no I don't get that unless like you are literally like if I understand if it's in your heritage, like Arabic or... Yeah, like totally. If it has like any reason any, to your existence. Yeah, but like I also Other than hate, that you did happen to be in Cambodia once. Yes. Or like I don't mind if someone, if like someone has a multitude of Arabic tattoos on, they've no connection to Arabic. Like that's fine. Keep it consistent. Don't have Cambodian and French. Arabic, a bit of French, a bit of Latin. It's like keep it at least to one language. Okay? Yeah, You're not well, the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tattoo fans might be disappointed to know that the fuller covering of old school tattoos that Brad displayed in the movies such as Ocean's Eleven and oh. particularly Snatch were fakes oh well yeah we we would notice that right? <laughs> we defo notice that we do understand that okay Britney Spears oh Ooh, you got the girlos Britney I got the girls and this is our last one um blah blah I'm trying to have a look here so in 2004, the toxic star had a Kabbalah healing symbol of three Hebrew characters inked on the back of her neck. The tattoo read Mem He Shin and referred to the wearer's ability to heal themselves. Methinks not. Yep, get to the end of the paragraph. Is it? The However, end of Britney's thing, it's gas. Three years later, Britney decided to get the words removed by, la- removed by laser. Oh, so it's not did, working. Well, that's maybe why it didn't work. She got a fucking removed. True. Um, when she got the tattoo, Britney was in control of her life and her career. The whole world can see she's lost control, and the tattoo made her feel like a hypocrite. Oh, Britney, huh? Likewise, she has recently had changes made to a pair of pink dice that she had added to ins- the inside of her left wrist to match those worn by former husband Kevin Federline, which, by the way, she got done in Bray. Was that Bray? That Isn't that the Bray. picture that kind of is floating around every so often on of IG? her being like, yeah, looking getting the up. tattoo. Yeah, that's in Bray. She got her and K-Fed because Dublin was her last show on that tour. She then injured herself and then her and K-Fed went off and doing their chaotic shit their reality show not their reality show she just injured her leg in Dublin as far as I know and um, she cancelled it was the Onyx tour River dancing was she yeah well, it was like she was on this crazy tour it was like a two year tour like and she was at the end of it in Ireland and the UK and I think she had to cancel all of the UK She it was like a crazy stadium tour she was clearly just like burnt the fuck out poor Brit the, I'd love the to, I'd tour. love for Brit to be able to speak her truth oh, in a documentary god a fucking uh, the Onyx tour was like iconic I wish I went to go see that it was on th- in the point at the time and that was the one where she did like the crazy sex scenes of Breathe On Me like, oh where, like my gosh the ho- there was a bed on the t- on no. the thing and like a man gets in the bed and it's all a bit like and then she also has that one I love myself it's not a sin I can't oh control what's happening that's about her okay, touch, to of, listen to that. touch of my hand about fingering herself I need to listen to that while mat- masturbating uh, and, then, and then remember like when then Kay Fed and Britney were like just like papped constantly for like a few years I don't think I could have handled seeing Britney like she, she was no, so was... huge I was everyone was so like, I was obsessed I was like she, I can't believe we lived through that it, it 
doesn't feel real it's bizarre and the fact that we've lived through that and this is the outcome her being I know. so troubled it's so horrendous and going out with someone who I'm still convinced is her carer uh, he's a hot carer <laughs> I know he's so hot but I'm just I like, want some of that he just <clears throat> seems so normal I'm like why are you I don't get it uh, during a recent meltdown in which Britney shaved her head the troubled singer had a further two ill-advised tattoos added a set of red and pink lips on her wrist and a black white and pink roses on her lower hip I love that she's consistent with the trashiness I really adore that yeah. like, she's her tattoos mel- are iconic they're so early 2000s like she's having a meltdown she's like lips on my wrist <laughs> rose on my hip yeah <laughs> <laughs> These irresponsible additions by an unnamed tattoo artist drew universal condemnation from the tattoo community. Love that. Yeah. However, Britney's other tattoos do represent better times. On her lower back, Britney has a cute fairy tattoo. I loved that when the it first came ones. out. And remember, what um, album did she have the little fairies on the actual disc? Oh, Oops, I Did It Again, was it? No, Not it, it was like the silvery one where she's like peeking oh, through. The I know, of- yeah, yeah, yeah. Her first album, was it Britney? Or was it called Britney or was it called Baby One More Time? I don't think it was her first. I think oh, it was no, like that was Slay For You. Yes, kinda. yes, yes. Oh, so good. It was like a silver disc with little fairies fairy which tattoos, was from that tattoo. tattoo. Oh, so God, cool. I wanted it. Let's get um, it. That is to show her childlike imagination, by the way. Well, on her stomach is a flower. That's a really iconic one. It one is, it is. With the Chinese symbol for mystery in the middle. There Sexy. are Yes. There are more flowers on her feet with a small daisy circling the second toe of her right foot and a butterfly leaving a vine on her left foot. All images of growth and rebirth. Uh, the small star on Britney's right hand is meant to symbolise protection. It wouldn't be hard to argue that Miss Spears needs it more than most. Oh my I god! I know it's not so mean. That is so dark. Like, clearly, she has book. just shaved her head, and, and they like, is putting you her. You need blast. that tat, hun. They're like, well, let's roast it's your tats. An iconic book, an and they book. give you um, sixteen temporary tattoos to wear, which like are fully just like stickers. Oh my god, we should do one. Like it's just a sticker. There's oh, there's stickers. They're not actual. So it's Pamela Anderson's. Oh my god, that's Amy really Winehouse's. Cool. I love her tattoos. Amy Winehouse's tattoos were like they were so they made iconic. Sense, you know, yeah, they they were really really fucking iconic. And for the Blake uh, tattoo was like oh, the Blake with the little pocket. Remember you were gonna do that? Yeah, I was. For was it for Jimmy or it probably yeah? Oh my god, a big fucking tit. Could you imagine? Well, I have a lot of regretful tattoos. That's a whole other podcast. Girl. Would you ever get them removed? Yeah. Really? Literally as soon as choir is over, I'm doing it. Oh, are you? Yeah. You wouldn't take lo- much for them as well. No, stick and poke um, don't take that long. Yeah, no, they don't. Sure, um, I got a fucking laser on my leg and a bit of my tattoo fucking fell off. And really? Like, yeah. The the one we both have? Yeah. She just went over a tiny bit of that. I think I wasn't like, watch out for my tattoo. And I was like, oh! Because when I was getting my vag lasered, <clears throat> where I have a tattoo, they didn't go they couldn't go near that yeah so that was what was annoying because they were saying that like it's not the same laser as a tattoo laser so it still attaches onto the pigment though well f- I was like yeah I'm getting it removed so I don't know why yeah I like didn't. I mean my one you can't really I there think was, it, it's kind of just blurred it more so it's grand because like. they were saying that I had to um go through the whole like laser hair removal and then oh. I'd be able to laser my um tattoo but yeah fuck it, the laser hair removal I'm gonna get the tattoos gone yeah I want like about seven gone. Really? Yeah. Which ones do you want gone? This one here with the oh, skull. Oh, you've always hated like skull. Like I just, it's death. Yeah. I don't like it's death. not your vibe. I hate that. Um, all the Jimmy ones, um, of course. Maybe the anchor. If I'm bothered, that doesn't really trouble me too much. Yeah. But really, that skull one because it's on you've, like you've always my spoken about. You don't like that one. And yeah, I just tattoos. Like, what was I doing? 
you know, I don't really love tattoos. <laughs> and here I am covered. <laughs> you know, you should think about that, gals. Um, but they suit you. Yeah, I like my hand tattoos. Your hand tattoos are great. I love the rose on your arm. I the, like that one. The rose on your arm is really nice. I think I'll feel better when my uh, Jimmy ones are gone. I love the Try Me one. Try That's Me my one's favorite. gorgeous. It's so nice. That I mean, empowers me, that, yeah. that tattoo. I love the one that we both have. Our yeah, little girl. Our little girl. Oh, no. My ankle ones, yeah, are probably my faves. They're really They're cute. really feminine. And yeah, they, they are. And they look so cute with little shoesies or peeking out over runners. But let's have, because um, I want to fix up your tattoos because oh, yeah. I've tattooed Jenny. I'm her only artist that she You uses. are. I wouldn't actually go to anyone else. Thank you, Angel. Let's do either a live or something or a YouTube vid a YouTube of me because I have gas. to top up some of yours because yes. I got better as time went on. <laughs> I was her canvas. She was for my a guinea while. pig. Uh, <laughs> I even have that one that was done with a fucking safety pin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We both have that one too. That's oh, gas. Yeah. It's a little teardrop inside our eye because it's like was, full on or inside our gang finger. signs for gang you signs. murdered someone. And We're we like, got it from Tumblr because there was like this viral picture of a girl, like a real pretty girl, like holding up the tear to her eye. We're yeah. like, do it. We're like, I want that. We both have it. We both Forever. have it. Fiona has it. Fiona. <laughs> okay, gals. Uh, that is that for this week. We'll be back next yes, week. Yes, we will be back with some more. Podcasts. <laughs> Yay, podcasting. Yay, bye. bye. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.